Shalom, everyone. Praise the most high for you all tonight. Uh, praise y'all for you all joining me for this weekly Bible study. Of course, you know Pastor Battle. Um, uh, we're here to teach, teach the word of y'all. We're coming to you from, uh, of course, you know, Facebook Live, uh, YouTube, and also Podbean and iTunes. It'll upload to Podbean and iTunes when I'm done teaching. Uh, we praise the most high for you all. We're coming with part four tonight of a faith or a trust that does not fail. That does not fail or, or will not fail. Um, it, it is important to, for us to understand this and to know that, that, that the trust we have in the Father, that, that, that it shouldn't fail us. You know, of course, we're, we're, we're going to have uh, trying times in life. You're going to have difficult things that's going to come up in your life, but you got to know that regardless to what you're faced with, Yah's word is still his word, and he means what he says. So we're going to start off with a word of prayer, and then we're going to dive right into our uh, Bible study, our weekly Bible study. Uh, Yah, Abba Yah, we thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for being so awesome and so good to us. Uh, Yah, we pray tonight that you would Teach us your word. Above all things, we let, let us say we just come before you in humility, humble, asking you to forgive us of our sins, forgive us of the things that we've done against you, Yah. Help us to stand firm in your word and in you. You know, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Yah, we pray tonight that you would lead and guide us into all truth. That you help us to learn and, 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 and the truth that we hear from your word. Help us to walk in our trust, to trust you, to take you at your word. To not get weary in doing well, to not draw back, to not stop, to not have fear. But to trust in you regardless to any circumstance, to any trial, to, of any test. For you are our strength, you are our father. You are our light. You are our salvation. Whom shall we fear? Nothing. You are the strength of our life. Of whom shall we be afraid? Nothing. No thing. For we have you as our strength. So we praise you. We thank you in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Hallelujah. So we're dealing with a trust or a, a faith that does not fail. Uh, we, we've been dealing with the scriptures of Luke 22 uh, beginning in verse thirty-one, and also Acts two, but we're gonna use use some more um, some more tonight, and and, I, and I'm teaching this lesson because it's very important for us to know that the Most High keeps His word, and we don't give up or get weary or give in because of trials. We have to understand that first of all, we are the seed of Abraham. We're the seed of Abraham, and Abraham, he 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 was strong in his trust. Um, Whenever we're reading the Torah, you know, the word of Yah, period, we have to take it literal. We, we, we can't, this is not religion. This is not uh, church. This is not um, something that's made up. This is real life. You know, this right here is our constitution. Just like you have uh, the constitution of the United States and because of the, of the constitution of this country, that there are laws in the Constitution that, that we must live by living in this country, well, the word of, of the Most High, this right here is our life source. This is our Constitution. This, this is how we are 
to live our life. We're not supposed to go outside of it. And so we gain everything from Torah. The Torah is the foundation. And every other book in this springs from the Torah. You know, when the prophets prophesied, they prophesied to Israel about what Yah had promised and what it was said from Torah. When you go to the Berit Hadashah or what we so-called call the so-called New Testament, everything comes from Torah. When you ever see you, you see the writings um, in the New Testament, those are writings from, from, from the Apostle Paul or, or Peter or John or, or whoever. They're writing teaching from Torah. This is our foundation. And we have to understand that. So let's talk about the understand that Abraham, our forefather, was a real man. He's not uh, a, 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 a fictional character that was made up for us in the Bible, but he's a true individual. He's the first Hebrew, you know, or the first Eve. Um, and so we live our life by him. And he seen the provision of the Most High based on his trust. So that, that, that's, that's going to be the first scripture. Instead of us going to Luke tonight, 2231, we're going to go to... We're going to go to um, Genesis 12. And I'm, I'm going to show you something. Because you have to see the Most High's promises. And we can't get weary because we, we, we're faced with trials. And we can't get impatient because of, you know, we don't like how things go. So we're going to go to Genesis 12 and 1. And this is our, this is our scripture for today. It says, Now Yah said to Avram, Get yourself out of your country, away from your kinsmen, and away from your father's house, and go to the land that I will show you. So the Most High speaks to Avram. He says, get yourself out of your country, away from your kinsmen, and away from your father's house, and go to the land that I will show you. Then this is the promise right here. I will make, make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you are to be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, but I will curse anyone who curses you. And by you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. This right here is what we call the Abrahamic covenant. This is a promise that was given to Abram, Abram or Avram, from Yah. He says, get from your from your father's house, get from your kin from your out of your country, away from your kinsmen, and go to a land that I will show you. Then he promises, I will make you a great nation. Now let me explain something to you. Before Abraham had um had already um was called by Yah, there was an understanding that Sarah was already barren. Before the Most High ever called Abraham, he understood his situation. But he speaks to him a promise. Let's just go, let, let, let me just show you. Uh, Genesis, Genesis 11, beginning at verse 29, says this Then Avram and Nahor took wives for themselves. The name of Avram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran. He was the father of Milcha and Yiscah. Listen, verse 30 says this, Sarai was barren. 
she had no child. So when the Most High called Abraham, he already understand his situation. He knows who he is. But he tells him, get out from your father's house, from your country, from your kinsmen. Go to the land I'm going to show you, and I will make you a father of many nations. He said, he, said, he, he says, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you are to be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, but I will curse anyone who curses you, and by you, all the fellows of the earth will bless themselves. So now, this is a promise. So now, he goes from his father's house. Now, now Abram comes from his father's house, obeying the Most High with a promise that he's going to have children. That's the promise. I'm going to make of you a, a great nation. You can't be a nation by yourself. In order to be a nation, you have to have offspring. got to have children. You got to grow. You can't grow with, with, with somebody that's not from you. So now here it is. The Most High calls Avram. Time passes. Avram goes to uh, rescue his nephew Lot from disaster, from being captured. And then we go to Genesis 15. It says this. Sometime later, the word of Yah came to Avram in a vision. The word of Yah came to Avram in a vision. Don't be afraid, Avram. I am your protector. Your reward will be very great. So now, this is 10 years later, Avram replied, Yah Elohim, what good will your gifts be to me if I continue childless? And Eleazar from Damascus inherits my possession. You haven't given me a child. Avram continued, someone born, in my, someone born in my house will be my heir. But the word of Yah came to him, this man will not be your heir. No, your heir will be a child from your own body. This is what he tells. That's what he tells him. And he takes him outside, have him look in the stars of the sky, have him say, "Count this." You know, he, he he promises him, but he tells him, "You're gonna have a child, and your child's gonna be from your own body." Now we understand the process. Y'all didn't y'all did not tell Abraham to go take Hagar. That was Abraham's own mind. Y'all promised him a son. Abraham's mind. When he went, Sarah gives him Hagar. So they have uh, sexual relations. She has, has a son. But that's not the promise. That was Abraham's own doing. His own works. Something he did on his own. Let's go to Genesis 17. Because I want you all to see something. Genesis 17 says this. When Avram was 99 years old, Yah appeared to Avram and said to him, I am El Shaddai. Walk in my presence and be pure hearted. I will make my covenant between me and you, and I will increase your numbers greatly. Avram fell on his face. face. He continued speaking with him. As for me, this is my covenant with you. Listen to me. This is the covenant with Yah, Avram to Yah. You will be the father of many nations. Your name 
will no longer be Avram, but your name will be Avraham. Avram means exalted father. Avraham means father of many, because I have made you the father of many nations. And Yah is speaking, I have made you this already, because Yah is speaking already how he see Avraham. Not how Avraham see himself. He said, I will cause you to be fruitful, very fruitful. I will make nations of you, kings will descend from you. I am establishing my covenant between me and you, along with your descendants after you, generation after generation, and as an everlasting covenant to, to be Elohim for you and for your descendants after you, I will give you and your descendants after you the land in which you are now foreigners, all the land of Canaan as a permanent possession, and I will be their, their God. Yah said to Abraham, as for you, you are to keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, generation after generation. Here is my covenant, which you are to keep between me and you, along with your descendants after you. Every male among you is to be circumcised. That's the covenant. You are to be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. This will be a sign. This will be, you are the covenant circumcision. The circumcision will be the sign of the covenant. This will be the sign of the covenant between me and you, generation after generation. Every male you among you who is eight days old is to be circumcised, including slaves born in your household and those brought forth from a foreigner not descended from you. The slave born in your house and the person brought with your money must be circumcised. This is my covenant. Thus my covenant will be in your flesh as an everlasting covenant, an ongoing, never-ending covenant. Any uncircumcised male will be who will not let himself be circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person will be cut off from his people because he has broken my covenant. Here it is, the big part. Well, that's big also, but here it is what I want to get to. Y'all said to Avram, as for Sarai, your wife, you are not to call her Sarai, which means mockery, but her name is to be Sarah, which means princess. I will bless her. Moreover, I will give you a son by her. Now, the most high understood Avram was barren, that Sarah was barren. Sarai was barren when, before he called Avraham. When you look at Genesis 11 and 30, it says that. But then he calls Abraham and says, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. Not from a foreign woman, but from his own wife. Not, 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 not from a foreign woman that he can have a son, make her a surrogate mother, and then all of a sudden he have a son. No, he will have a, from, from the one of the covenant, his own wife. I will give you a son by her. Truly, I will bless her. She will be a mother of many nations, of nations. Kings of people will come from her. At this, Abraham fell on his face and laughed. He thought to himself, Will a child be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah give birth at ninety? Abraham said to Yah, If only Ishmael could live in your presence. But Yah answered, No. But Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son, and you are to call him Yeshak. Laughter, because Abraham laughed. So you're going to call him laughter. And I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. Now listen. 
when the Most High gives you a word, tells you something, when we have his word, we understand this, first of all, faith, trust comes from hearing. And hearing what? Hearing the word of Yah. You obtain your trust based on what the Most High tell you. Not what you conjure up in your mind. Not what you think. But what his word says. And when he speak his word. Then we have a responsibility to follow that word in spite of how it looks. Don't get beside yourself and think that the Most High don't see your situation because he does see your situation. He understands everything that's going to come up before it comes up. Don't think that we're here and he didn't know we was going to be here. Don't think that y'all has us here in this place and he did not know that we were going to be here. Don't think we're going to be in exile. We're going to be labeled as a hate group. We're going to be labeled all kinds of things and the Most High did not know. He said those things. Our responsibility is to trust him, believe him, and take him at his word in spite of how anything looks. When the Most High called Avram, he understood uh, that, that, that uh, Sarai was barren. And when he tells Abraham, you're going to have a son by Sarah, Abraham fell on his face and laughed. Most high began to speak to him and said, no, kings will come from her. Abraham was supposed to take that word and, and obey in spite of any circumstance that arise. Of course. He said, to himself, can I get birth at, you know, you know, a man of my age? 99 years old, can Sarah get birth at 90? But the Most High speaks, and when he speaks, it's, it's, it's not a joking matter. It's serious. So here it is. When you uh, read Genesis, I mean Romans uh, 4.13, it says this, For the promise to offer him and his seed that he would inherit the world did not come through legalism, but through righteousness that trust produces. Through righteousness that trust produces. Listen, what is righteousness? Doing what's right. From whose perspective? The most highs. Doing what he say, how he says it, produces trust. It makes you righteous. Doing what is right. Obeying. Following the most high. For if, for if the heirs are produced by legalism, then trust is pointless and the promise worthless. For what, what law brings is punishment, but where there is no law, there is also no violation. The reason the promise is based on trusting is so that it may come as Yah's free gift, a promise that can be relied on by all seed, not only those who live within the, who live within the framework of Torah, but also those with the kind of trust Abraham had. Avraham Avenue. This accords with the Tanakh where it says, I have appointed you to be to be a father to many nations. Avraham is our father in Yah's sight because he trusted Yah as the one who gives life to the dead and calls non-existent things into existence. 
for he was past hope. Yet in hope, he trusted that he would indeed become a father to many nations in keeping with what he had been told. He was past hope. He was impotent. Whoever's watching this video or hearing or hearing me by podcast, whether iTunes or Podbean or YouTube or Facebook, we all understand uh, uh, health class or sexual education. So we understand what impotence means. And when, when, when you are a man and you reach a certain age, maybe you become impotent. So we understand that, you know what, that's like dead, no longer moving, nothing happening. And Abraham was to that point. And the Most High speaks to him and tells him, you're going to give Sarah a son. So that didn't mean that Eleazar, it didn't mean that any other servant was going to go into his barren wife. It meant that he himself was going to go to his wife, who he considered at that point in time barren. But when the Most High spoke and said he gonna have he gonna have a son by his wife, at that moment she became fruitful. And at that moment he received potence, regardless of how it looked. He they had everything they needed in order to accomplish the will of Yah. All they had to do was put some works to that trust. So the word says that he was for for he was past hope. Yet in hope he trusted that he will be a father to many nations in keeping with what he had been told. No matter how things look, no matter how things feel, we trust we don't fall apart because things don't look like they should look. But we have to believe the most high, period. Don't get weary in doing well. It takes trust. And the thing, the thing about it is, when it comes to the Most High, He may speak something to us that makes no sense, but we still have a responsibility to obey Yah in spite of how things look. Do you think that it makes sense to Moshe? Well, he got a whole group of people, a whole nation that came out of Egypt behind him. They are on the beach. Let's, let, let's face reality. Some of y'all have been to the beach, and for those who have not been to the beach, you've seen the beach on TV. And if you have not seen the beach with the ocean in it, Google it right now. Go on YouTube right now so you can get a picture of a beach and, 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 and water for miles. I've been to the ocean. I, I, I've seen the beach when you get to the edge of the beach, and it's water for miles, and you don't see nothing but ocean and here you are at this at, 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 at this beach at the sea and behind you is an army getting ready to want to come kill you and in front of you is all water and you pray and the most high tells you to raise up your hand with that rod and in and, and your trust, you raise up because he said it. And he y'all caused the east wind to blow all night. And he split the Red Sea. But if Moshe would not have believed that and not have raised his hand, nothing would have happened. That was faced with death. Man, that was faced with death. This man had babies, older people, children, livestock, 
that he led out of Egypt with the Hebrews and foreigners. And the Most High tells him, raise your hand. That takes trust. Or you look at David. Because that's an awesome one to bring up. When you're looking at Y'all tell Samuel, go to Yeshai's house, or Jesse in the English, go to his house. Because he, he, because he has a, a, a king there. Someone who, who, who is a man after his own heart. Samuel goes, uh, look at all, all of this, this his sons, and don't see it. Surely you got to have someone else. Then they got a little ruddy boy, a little red boy named David comes in there. He anoints him as king. One day, you know, his father tells him, go check on your brothers. He go, he see uh, Goliath, you know, um, blaspheming the arms of the most high. He goes out there, hit him in the head with a rock, knock him out, cut his head off. But listen, this man right here was anointed king by the prophet. And, and, but he didn't become the king right then. Because Saul was still king. Shaul. And the same Shaul wanted to kill David. Do you not think the thoughts probably came into his mind about, you know what, this man trying to kill me. Now, 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 this man right here had a word over his life that he was a king. And he was, and the most high sent a qualified prophet. One who was known as a prophet. The word, the word, the word of Yah and Samuel said that Samuel grew, and none of his words fell to the ground. It said in the days of Samuel, the word of Yah was precious, and Samuel was proven to be a prophet because what he said came to pass. What he said came to pass so so good. He was a little boy when Yah called him, and Ellen was asleep, and Yah and Yah put, puts judgment on Ellen and tells Samuel what's going to happen. Samuel tells him what's going to happen, and it happens just like he said. Eli died and his two sons. And one of the sons' wife had a son named Ichabod, whose name meant the glory of Yah departed. So Samuel was a proven prophet. He wasn't a false prophet. And he, go tell, he goes to anoint David as king, as Yah had told him. And the same David has to run for his life. He had to have trust in the most high. That he won't, because guess what? He couldn't die. Because if he were died, then Yah would have been a liar. And Yah is not a man that he should lie. So guess what? David had to become the king. The word of Yah had to come to pass. Do you not think that his mind didn't get the best of him? Because you're running for your life now. Same man that, you know, was anointed king, the same man that killed Goliath for Saul with, with five smooth stones, and Saul gave him his daughter. Same man. You know, but he had to run for his life. Or, did, or do you think it made sense when Yeshua, when it was time to pay taxes, and Yeshua tells his Talmudine, you know, go fishing. You're going to get a fish. Open his mouth, you're going to put the money out, you're going to pay our taxes with that. Those things take faith. Those things take trust, and they don't fail. And we got to hold on to Yah and keep him at his word in spite of how things look in our lives. We're the seed of Abraham. Don't you know that your trust will cause not only you to be blessed, but it will cause your seed to be blessed. Let me prove that to you. We're going to go to Genesis uh, 26. Hallelujah. 
The adversary desires to have us and sift us as wheat. He wants to destroy us. That would, that, that's what Yeshua tells uh, Shimon Kiefer. He said in, in, in Luke 22, 31, he says, Simon, Simon, the adversary has demanded to have you people and to sift you as wheat. But I pray for you, Simon, that your trust don't fail you. And when you have turned back in repentance, then you can strengthen your brothers. Not even two months later, when you look in, in the book of Acts, and Luke actually the same book, but when you look in Acts, it shows that, that on Shavuot, that as the rule of Kodesh came, which is the seal of the, of the renewed covenant, of y'all putting this Torah on our hearts, that when that came, the people began to say, you know what, these people are drunk. And, and, and Kiefer stands up and says, we're not drunk like you think. So at 9 o'clock in the morning, but this is that that was promised through the prophet Joel. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. He begins to speak. Then he talked about David. He said, David is dead, but the one is sure that you crucified. The words said they were cut to the heart. And he said, what should we do? He says, turn from your sins back to God. Repent. And be immersed on the authority of Yeshua HaMashiach. That he tells them, for this promise is for you and your children. That was the word of Yah that was given in Jeremiah 31. He said, I'm going to make a renewed covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. For I was a husband. You know, they for that part violated my covenant. I was a husband to them. He said, and this is the covenant. I will put my Torah on their hearts. He had caused us to know him. That was the promise. Yeshua told him, like this right here, I have come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Yeshua came to reconcile us back to Yah. And to seal us in a renewed covenant. To put his word on the inside of us and cause us to know him. Yah says, all will know me. When you read John 17, 3, Yeshua says, Father, give them eternal life. And eternal life is this, to know you, the one true Elohim, and the one whom you sent, Yeshua HaMashiach. And we got to bleed that. Take that word to the bank. Because we can't get weary in doing well. We can't draw back. When you look at Genesis 26.1, says this, A famine came over the land, not the same as the first famine, which had taken place when Abraham was alive. But Yeshak Isaac, which is the promised seed that, that, that Abraham had through his trust, Laughter, went to Gerar. His name is Laughter. <laughs> this is his name. This is the promise right here. Laughter went to Gerah, because Yishak in Hebrew means laughter. To Avimelech, king of the Philistine, Yah appeared to him and said, Don't go down to Egypt, but live where I tell you. Stay in this land, and I will be with you and bless you, because I will give all these lands to you and to your descendants. I will fulfill the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. Verse 4 says, I will make descendants, your descendants, as numbers as the stars in the sky. I will give all these lands to your descendants. And by your descendants, all the nations of the earth will bless themselves. In the verse 5, here it is. All this is because Abraham heeded to what I said. 
and did what I told him to do. He followed my misvotes, my commandments, my regulations, and my teachings. So Isaac was blessed and had a promise passed on to him because of the obedience of his father. Because of, because of Abraham heeded to what Yah had said and did what he told him to do. He followed his commandments, his regulations and his teachings. He was obedient. Your obedience, your trust, it flows down to your children. You walking in the righteousness. You walking in holiness. You trusting Yah. I was tested yesterday on uh, from a, with a, with a, with a, 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 a fellow from my my job. He asked me why I don't why uh, do I not eat pork. He asked, "Was it unclean?" Yes, it is. He said, "So you, do you think it's a sin to eat pork?" I said, "Yes." So you think I'm going to, we're going to go to hell for eating pork? I said, I didn't say that. I said, it's a sin. I said, but the thing is this. Those who are ignorant, there's grace on that. Most High teaches them and bring them out. But those who know better and still refuse to obey truth, now to him that knows to do and don't do, to him is a sin. Well, the guy challenged me. Do About the Sabbath. But working on the Sabbath. I said, no, we're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. So I can't go outside on the Sabbath. That's not what I said. Said the Shabbat is a day of holiness, set apart, a day of rest, as Yah had commanded. No other day is the Sabbath. You can worship the most high every day, but it's only one holy day that's set apart, that's set aside for the people of the most high. And listen, the adversary will try to challenge you, try to shame you, try to put words in your mouth, but you still have to hold on and take Yah at his word in spite of what it looks like, what it feels like. You got to keep with what you've been told. You got to have a trust that does not fail. You have to walk in obedience, even if your legs seem to be heavy through your walking. You can't get caught up in your mindset. No, this right here is not a works salvation. We've never been delivered by what we do. It's always through obedience, through our trust. See, Abraham walked in trust. When you look at the prophets, they walked in trust. You don't see nowhere in the scripture where anyone tries to work their way to please Yah. They trusted him, so they obeyed. Faith without works is dead. Your trust without your obedience means nothing. To show you have trust in Yah, you obey him in spite of. And sometimes it gets downright hectic, but we still believe and we still trust Yah in spite of how things look in spite of how we feel. When you see Yeshua HaMashiach, our Mashiach. Well, before we go to Yeshua, let's go to Israel. Let's go to uh, 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 Yaakov. 
I want you to see something before we go to Israel. Before we go to um, uh, Yeshua. We see Yaakov and Esau are, are, are born. We, we understand what has happened as far as the birthright and then the blessing. And Esau says in his mind, he wants to kill, he he, I'm going to kill him. He's going to kill his brother. He's planning on killing Yaakov. So Yaakov's mom comes to him and says, you know, um, Rebecca says, you know, hey, you need to go to my brother Laban's house. I'm sending for you. He goes, stayed 20 years. He's coming back. He begins to talk to the Most High. Listen to this. We're going to go to uh, uh, Genesis 32. He had to stand strong and talk at the Most High. So we go to 32 in uh, uh, verse um, 1. I'm mean, excuse me, verse 3 in some of y'all's Bibles, verse 4 in some of y'all's Bibles. Says this, Yaakov sent messages ahead of him to Esau, his brother, toward the land of Sair in the country of Edom. With these instructions, here's what you are to say to my to my Lord Esau. Your servant Yaakov says, I have been living with Laban and have stayed until now. I have cattle, donkeys, and flocks, and male and female servants. I, I am sending to tell you this news to my Lord in order to win your favor. And the messengers returned to Yaakov, saying, We sent to your brother Esau, and he is coming to meet you. With him are 400 men. Yaakov became greatly afraid and distressed. He divided the people, the flocks and the camels, into two camps, if Esau comes to, to, to the one camp and attacks it, at least the camp, at least the camp that, that is left will escape. Then Yaakov said, God of my father Abraham and God of my father Yishak. Yah who told me. And listen, he put him in his word. Yah who told me, return to your country and your kinsmen and I will do you good. That's what he told him. He said, Yah who told me. See, every individual is to live by the word of Yah. The word says the just shall live by faith, his trust, his faith. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of Yah. We're, we're to live our life based on the word of Yah. Yeshua tells the adversary, when the adversary tries to challenge his identity, because Yah speaks to him and says, you're my beloved son. So the adversary tries to challenge his identity and say, if you are, Yeshua quotes scripture, he quotes Deuteronomy. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Yah. You, that, that's the very substance of your life is you living based on the word that Yah speaks in your, to your life. That's how you live. You don't have to try to prove yourself to anyone. You don't have to try to prove yourself to no one. You obey Yah. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Elohim. Out of Yah. So now listen. So 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 Yaakov says, he said, he said, he says, Yah of my father, Abraham, and of my father Yeshak, Yah which told me. 
He put him to his word. Return to your country and to your kinsmen, and I will do you good. I am not worthy of all the love and faithfulness you have shown to your servant. He's humility since I crossed the Jordan with only my staff. But now I have become two camps. Oh, he divided. Think about that. Please rescue me from my brother Esau. I am afraid of him after he'll come back. I am afraid of him. Afraid he'll come and attack me without regard, without regard for mothers or children. You said I will certainly do you good and make your descendants as numbers as the grains of the sand by the sea, which are which are so many they cannot be counted. And let me explain something to you now. This is a pattern to you to see this. That Israel can still pray to the Most High to deliver him from Esau. Esau may come trying to attack you without regard for women and children, but the Most High still brings deliverance. You said I was certain. This is what Yaakov telling Yah. He said, you said I will certainly do you good and make your descendants as numerous as the grains of the sand by the sea, which are so many they cannot be counted. So we see what happens. As time went on, he stayed, he stayed there that night, you know. Um, then he chose from among him the positions of the following as a present. He saw his brother, 200 females. You know, he, he devised all of this stuff. Sends everybody across. Then, here it is. Verse 24 in some of y'all's Bible, verse 25 and 32. It says this, And and, and Yaakov was left alone. Then some man wrestled with him until daybreak. When he saw that he could not defeat Yaakov, he struck Yaakov's hip socket so that so that his hip was dislocated while wrestling with him. The man said, let me go because it's daybreak. But Yaakov replied, I won't let you go unless you bless me. The man asked, what is your name? And he answered, Yaakov. Then the man said to him from now on, you will no longer be called Yaakov, but Israel. He gave me, he gave him his identity, because you have so shown your strength to both Yah and to men and have prevailed. Yaakov asked him, please tell me your name, but he answered, why are you asking my name? And he blessed him there. It's your trust that does not fail that gets the results that you need. When, As we know the story that when when y- when Yaakov saw Esau, he did not harm him, didn't bring any kind of harm to him. Even when Yeshua HaMashiach was in the garden of Gethsemane, and his mind began to attack him, so he said, My soul is heavy, exceedingly sorrowful. Y'all wait here for me. Then he goes a little further, he falls to his face, he prays. After he finished praying, he he heard the, 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 the message of Yah ministered to him, and he was able to carry out the task through his trust. And the word says he's the initiator and the, and the finisher of our trust. It says that we have not striving to the point of striving for, to, in the contest of sin. Yeshua did. 
So I'm telling you all today, as I get ready to end, that we should have a trust that does not fail. That we don't give up. We don't stop. We don't get weary in doing well, but we trust in the Most High Elohim and we do His will. You know, don't 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 care how things look. We gotta know that Yah will take care of us. That He'll keep His word. That He will do what He says. And, and see, let, let me tell you something. The adversary always desires to try to kill, to try to steal, to try to destroy. But the word says that Yeshua said, I come to give you life and that more abundantly. So regardless of what the adversary tries to do, how he tries to do, we don't stop, we don't give up, and we don't quit. But we trust in the Most High Elohim. And we can have a trust that does not fail. Hallelujah. Yahweh, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for being our, our strength. For we love you. I pray that you help us to stand firm in your word. Not get weary in doing well. Not give in, but to trust you in spite of the trials and the tests. So, Yah, you are awesome to us. You are amazing to us. You are wonderful. And we praise you. In Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Hallelujah. Shalom, everyone.